What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Three Things Podcast, uh, hosted by me, Casey Lee. Um, you're probably viewing this through my website, www.coachcaseylee.com, or hopefully we're on iTunes now. Um, so you've clicked the little purple subscribe button. If you haven't, uh, you'll have probably about 15 minutes to think about doing so. Hopefully this podcast is of enough fire for you to want to click that subscribe button. Um, just kind of a little recap for any new listeners who are jumping in for the first time. The Three Things Podcast is the audio format of how I write on my website. Uh, I have the attention span of about uh, five minutes. So it really, you know, as far as consuming content and educational information, I like it to be short, simple to the point. And I also like it to be very authentic, which is kind of how this podcast came to fruition. So um, the kind of the, the general gist of what we're about to do is I've got a guest with me. Um, he's the man. I'll introduce him here in a minute. Um, is he actually doesn't know and any guest doesn't know what I'm about to ask. So the whole idea is I've got three questions written down on a piece of paper next to me. I know what I'm going to ask. Um, the guest never does. So What's really great about this is you're about to get the most candid, unscripted, raw answers from whoever's on the podcast. And I think that's what brings a lot of value to you, the listener, uh, me selfishly as the guy who gets to ask the questions. And hopefully, um, you know, even I've even had people, you know, who've been on the podcast say that they, they really enjoyed it because they get to kind of think outside the box and they, they're not really tied down to any one type of stance, so to speak. Um, so today, joined by Steve Leo. Steve Leo is um, quite literally my master Yoda, um, which does make me Luke Skywalker, which I'm totally fine with. Um, Steve Leo is the master master trainer, the head master trainer, head of um, education for the Parisi Speed School. Um, if you don't know what Parisi is, it's the um, franchise that I coach for up in Vermont, and I've had the pleasure of learning under Steve's tutelage for, uh, what, three years now, Steve? Four years? Yeah, four, yep. And that right there is probably the most valuable educational experience I've ever had, um, literally being able to live with Steve in a hotel room when we travel, um, spending time with him at conferences, whatever it might be. But I will actually let Steve introduce himself right now. Steve, if you could just say what's up to everyone and just give a quick little background as to what you do, why you do it, where you do it. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you, number one. So you're doing a great job. I've already listened to a couple of podcasts. They've been awesome. Um, I enjoy this type of format. You know, for me, uh, I've always been a coach. Uh, I was thinking about it today. You know, I started coaching when I was a junior in high school. I was wrestling in high school and, uh, Afterwards, the little kids would come in the program that I used to wrestle for. And I remember one day my head coach says, hey, can you stick around? I don't have a lot of coaches to help me with the little kids today. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll give you a hand. And right away, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with just working with kids. And I realized I was actually pretty good at it. I understood how to teach what we had you know, learned years ago or even learned in high school. And from my junior year all the way through my senior year, I worked, uh, I worked out in wrestling. And then I stayed after and I coached the little kids. I even went away to the uh, away meets and coached them. We're talking young as five, six years old. And it really started me in my career as a coach and understanding what it's like to talk to a kid. Um, you have to understand how to break things down to their level. And it really, really was an invaluable experience for me. And I was thinking about it uh, last couple of weeks because it's in wrestling season and I still follow it. And, you know, what a big impact my coach Bob Pasquale had on me by just giving me the opportunity to coach. So that's what, you know, I decided to do. I went off to college, you know, exercise science, like everybody else did. And, uh, did that, came home, and started working as a personal trainer at a Gold's Gym, believe it or not. Not really my cup of tea, but it was the first job I could get. 
And then I was coaching a team, coaching a, uh, a travel softball team, actually. One of my good friends' sister was coaching it and just got sucked into coaching it. And um, one of the girls was working out with Bill Parisi. And the father's like, you know, you got to meet this guy. You're, you're, you guys are on the same page. You guys are on the same level. And I reached out to Bill. And, uh, you know, he wasn't receptive in the beginning. And, uh, but over time, we talked a few more times. He brought me on as an intern. I did an unpaid internship. And a couple months later, hired me as a full-time employee. And that was uh, – 20 years ago, actually, this January. So this, this is my 20th year uh, working with the Parisi organization, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. I've done some other things as well. As you know, I'm kind of expanding and doing some other projects, uh, which is fun. But the, you know, the bottom line is I just love coaching kids. I don't look at myself as a uh, super science guy. Uh, it's not, you know, I got books behind me, but that's just because I can read them. It doesn't mean I know a lot. Um, <laughs> but I just love working with kids, and, I, and what I'm, I think I'm good at is just talking to them, getting them to – feel comfortable because I was that uncomfortable, scared kid. You know, I was not the most, it's funny. People think, uh, you know, I'm this boisterous person. I'm typically a shy guy, believe it or not. Um, and that's how I was in high school. I remember, and I finally had some coaches that, that got through to me and got me motivated. And I had some of my better seasons in sports, you know, I'm not a great athlete, but had some success. And I want to hopefully employ that to a lot of the kids I work with. That's awesome. Where are you currently out of now? So I own my own location in uh, Sparta, New Jersey, which is northwest New Jersey, not your typical uh, New Jersey when you get out of Newark Airport. It looks a little different. We're in farm country up here. Um, love it. I've had my own location for about seven years now. Uh, also, recently, I just took on a strength position at um, Hill St. Bernard's High School, a private high school in uh, Gladstone, New Jersey, very uh, high-level school for soccer and uh, basketball. So that's been a lot of fun. And also, I'm doing some work for Vertimax. I got hired as one of our master trainers for their certification. So kind of doing a little bit of everything right now and it's just a lot of fun that's awesome and yes you guys did hear that right it is sparta uh this is sparta 300 uh, that's it sparta, new jersey anytime you walk into their gym please kick the door down off the hinges so steve has to put it back on and yell this is sparta um his coach vicky and john will love you for it um i know they look forward to whenever i yell this is sparta whenever i walk in um that's awesome uh so hopefully everyone here listening kind of gains some perspective here as to just, you know, the experience levels, you know, teaching different curriculums for different companies, organizations, like we got a real pro today. So we're going to jump right into the three things. Um, and it's funny because like the three things really has, they never really, you know, it's like you say with the books behind you, uh, just because you know how to read them doesn't mean you know what's in them. But these conversations, just because we got some smart people on doesn't mean uh, the, con the, the questions are too intellectual. It's always the perspective, I think, that brings the value. Um, Steve Leo. First thing, what would you tell Steve Leo 20 years ago before he got in the van that you know now that he didn't? Um, I think I would have just tried to understand really what the business was. I didn't understand it at the time. You know, I knew I wanted to coach and still to, the, to my core, that's what I want to do. But I think if I understood the business aspect a little bit earlier in life, um, I probably would have made a little bit more money, which I know all of us, it's one of our one of our biggest challenges, you know, you're not, you're not a millionaire in this business typically. Uh, but I think if I had just taken that perspective and understood that a little better, uh, it probably would have served me a little bit more. Uh, you know, I just focused on coaching. I, I didn't, I honestly did not care how much money I made. I barely even looked at my paycheck. I know it sounds weird, but I really didn't even pay attention. I was like, I pay my bills. So I think if I understood that I might've started doing the things that I'm doing now. Um, and I kind of look at you and what you're doing. It's, it's really, I should have done that stuff a little bit earlier. And I think if, uh, you know, I had a little bit more guts to do it, I probably would have. I was more shy. Like I said, I was more shy to, you know, be 
out on my own or speak or, or you know, do things like these podcasts. And I was very, uh, very tentative with that. And I'm finally coming out of my shell. Believe it or not, I just turned 44. And uh, if I hadn't you know, thought about it a little more, I probably would have done some other things. Still would have been with Parisi's and, and done everything that we've done over the years. But I think I would have you know, set myself up with, with a couple other projects. Yeah, I know. And this is something I'm sure you get this question a lot, um, teaching certifications for Parisi and now Vertimax. A lot of young, young coaches in the industry, um, you know, and, and they, I'm sure they come up to me, they ask the same question. I'm sure they come to you. And like, what's the number one thing you would tell a young coach listening to this podcast now? Hey, this is a piece of advice, you know, that you know, like you're saying, like maybe you would have been start more projects, but what's the one thing like that you would tell a young coach, like as far as a career, career based, you know, perspective or from a career point of view, what would you tell them? I think you have to have more of a broad base. You know, I, uh, at the time I coached kids in the afternoons, but I trained adults during the day. And in this business, I think you need to do both. You can't, it's difficult to make a full, full living and just coaching kids. You have to have some other things going on. So doing the adults or speaking to clinics or things like that, I think you need to just expand your horizons and have more things on, uh, you know, in your bucket, so to speak, to do that. You know, unfortunately we only train from three to nine. Um, and the weekends. So I think you need to have some other things going. I, I love training adults. I did it for a long time. Haven't done it in a while. Gave it up. I had some had kids of my own. So I had to make some changes. But I think you need to know that going in as a coach. And I think the other thing too is, you know, don't worry about getting the great athletes. I think too many coaches ask me that all the time. I've trained pros. You know that I've had pretty much every major sport I've, I've had professional athletes. And to be honest with you, I don't remember any of them. You know, they're really not the biggest ones for me. I remember the 12, 13 year old kid because, you know, that kid maybe went on and played varsity or went division one or whatever it might be. And, and that's what I kind of hold most of my stock. In. And, and honestly, those are where you make the money is you train a kid from 13 to 18 and you train them for five, six years. So I think you need to focus also on keeping those kids. I think sometimes, you know, we worry about getting new kids in, but you know, if you get a kid and he becomes your, your client for a while and you're his mentor for a while, it's a great relationship on both ends. You know, they get a lot of benefit out of it. You get benefit emotionally and financially. So I think trainers need to understand that, that, you know what, it's not about getting 50 clients, get 10 really good ones, make an impact. And both of you will, will see some success from it. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram will lie to you coaches. Instagram will lie to you. You do not need to coach the high level athlete. Do not need to put the viral video out there to love what you do and to be really good at it. Um, so, Steve, I want to ask you a little bit. You, you said you just started your gig with Vertimax. Um, what is that like? You know, like, and what I mean by that is, you know, like I have a Vertimax. It's a. It's sometimes I, I think of it as just a fancy lawn ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what's the benefits to that? I know you're a big speed guy. I'm a speed guy, quote unquote speed guy. Um, you know, like, how does it all, and you've used the Vertimax for years, but how does it all, how does it all lay out? How does it all tie in? What are you, what are you using that for right now? Well, I think what's great, I mean, I've used it forever. Um, up, you know, we always had the platforms in our locations now with the Raptor, which I've had for a couple of years. And again, I didn't know as much as I know now in the past six, eight months, spending time with the Vertimax guys and uh, Mike Warnell and all the guys down there in Tampa, Florida, you know, I spent some time with them. And under really, really understand what the technology is. The great thing about it now to, to make it simple, especially with the Raptors, is you can put resistance on a kid that does not overload them and they can run at higher velocities with resistance. And to me, that's always been a challenge. Uh, whether you use any type of bungee cords or sleds, the resistance to me was always too much. I always felt like it altered their form, 
altered their foot contact. And with the Vertimax, with the, with the Raptors, you can really adjust it to give them a 1% to 2% overload all the way up to, you know, maybe a 20 or 30% overload. And they can sprint out uh, on, one P, on one of them, you know, the double core, they can go 20 yards. On, the, on a single core, they can go 40, 45 yards. Uh, and the other thing, too, is you don't have to hook another kid up, and you as a coach can watch them run from it. Um, and the other thing, too, is there's so many other benefits without the speed work. There's a lot of uh, rehab work a lot of warm-up work you can do on the devices. It's not just about jumping. Um, and they're portable. Those Raptors are awesome because you're little, they're like a suitcase. You pick it up, you can take it, you know, stick it in your trunk and take it wherever you want. So I've been blown away with them. You know, I was definitely a little skeptical when, you know, they invited me to come down. I wasn't really sure what, what it was all about. And uh, after spending a weekend with those guys and Sean Pennant, who's one of their uh, uh, master coaches as well, you know, he works with a lot of Olympic athletes. He really explained how he worked with uh, – Gatlin and Bowie and all these other um, sprinters and it was really basic stuff that fits perfectly into our program and it's to me it's easy to use any any coach can learn how to use it in a day and that's why I love doing a certification now we just had one about a month ago down in uh, down in Maryland and I'm sorry Virginia and it was great you know because we had coaches there same thing it's like a big lawn ornament it's worth a lot of money what do you do with it but after a weekend everyone figured out wow we can use this with anybody any any client so uh um, it's been really awesome to kind of see that from a different perspective and also to getting people to understand what we've done, you know, like you and I have done with, when it comes to speed training, how it works with a youth athlete. And to me, the Raptors is just an easy way to work with a youth athlete as opposed to heavy sleds or honestly like bungees, which you I'm sure you've dealt with it. They can be dangerous at times. Um, and kids don't understand how to use them. The Vertimaxes are just to, to me, it's always been one of the best tools I've ever used. And now obviously the last eight months working with those guys, I'm, I'm on board 100%. I think it's really, it's a must have if you're doing speed work. Yeah. And that kind of brings me, and this is, this is not the third thing. So don't think it is. Don't, I don't be confused out there. This is kind of a segue a tangent, if you will. Um, you know, this is something that's always kind of fascinating me. It's something I'm kind of on right now and you being in the industry for so long, um, you know, coaching for so long, having been exposed to so many different methodologies, training systems, training products, different coaches with different perspectives. I know you were down at the game, game conference at Rice University in Texas this summer. Um, that's with, with, uh, with Burn Game. Burn Game Battle, yep. yep. Um, you know, when you get surrounded by these different things, and obviously the fitness industry, there's, you know, put, pull up your website, and there's a different ad for something different every time. Yep. What's your process like to decipher through the bullshit? I mean, it's funny you say that, but, you know, going to these conferences the last couple of years, what I have learned, number one, is just sit back and listen. Um, I'm not a guy who will sit and talk. I, I'll just sit in a group and, you know, at the game conference every night, there was a little, uh, like, lounge, you know, for the college kids, but we would go and have a beer and just talk. And I feel like those are the most real conversations like this, where people just talk about their experiences and it's not scripted because, listen, you and I have done presentations we do powerpoints and they're scripted you know we know what we're going to say and rarely are we going to get stumped uh, but I think when you just get candid with someone you can find out you know what they've done and you know what I've really found a lot of it's the same stuff I think everybody's just trying to repackage it a different way uh, get a kid strong teach them some good technique make them sprint I know that sounds really basic but it's it's the truth it's worked for years if you read I've been really on a kick and reading older stuff you know uh, a lot of articles and books from like the 60s and 70s and been uh, reading a lot about Bill Bowerman again, back from Oregon, and just kind of seeing, you know, what did they do back then? I mean, they were successful. You know, why is it, why does it have to be so much different now? And it's really not. I think, unfortunately, 
uh, like you said, everyone's trying to put a different spin on things. It's, it's, it's almost like the car industry where, you know, every car is the same. Now, if you get any car, it looks the same. I think people are trying to do that when it comes to performance training, you know, keep it simple. Um, and again, who we deal with, we don't want little kids, you know, most of these kids can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So I think, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, I mean, tons of great information, tons of great coaches that I follow all the time, but I always say, okay, will it work with a 13 year old? And a lot of times it doesn't, it just doesn't click. And I have an 11 year old daughter, as you know, she's a track athlete and you know, she's unfortunately my test dummy on some things and I'll take some of that stuff and try it with her. And, and immediately I'm like, mm, didn't click with her. It's not going to click with a normal kid, you know, because she's a kid who kind of knows it. she's grown, unfortunate grown up in the business. She's been in a speed school since she's one years old. Um, I just think, you know, there are a lot of guys out there who are trying to promote themselves. You know, they want to put themselves on Instagram and all that stuff. And I think it's great. And we've, we have a lot of colleagues that do that and, you know, great for them. But I just think that, get back to the core and, and see what works and the basics still work in my book. You know, I know there's some people on the internet that will rip some of the drills that we do and the basic a drills and wall drives and things like that. Guys, they work. I mean, if you know how to coach them, they work. If you don't know how to coach them, they don't work. And I think that's where the, uh, the rubber meets the road with a lot of coaches is they take a drill, they just do the drill and they're like, well, it didn't work with the kid. No, maybe you didn't coach it right. Maybe you don't understand it fully and maybe didn't break it down enough and done it on yourself and done it on a hundred kids. You know, you can't take a drill from one clinic or like you said, go speak with guys at a conference and expect on Monday, it's going to be your, you know, your new shiny toy. It's going to be the best drill. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are your biggest resources right now? Who are you reading? What are you reading? Um, let's see. You know, I still go back. Gain has been unbelievable. So I definitely recommend you guys check those guys out. I've uh, been listening to, you know, a lot of their podcasts. Altus has been another one I've been really uh, high. I've always been a big Dan Path guy for over 20 years. And now he has that, has his website. So I love all his videos. I'm a video guy. I like videos better. Like I said, I'm not a great reader, although I have books. Um, and also I've just been reading uh, The Science of Running by Steve Magnus. Uh, really, really good book. Uh, really dips into the distance side, which isn't what we do a lot of. So it's been a really a theme for me for the last five, six years to understand more about speed endurance and distance athletes. And then how, what is the crossover? How do we train them? Do we train them differently? Do we train them the same? And, you know, it's been kind of inspired by my daughter who's a quarter mile runner and, you know, trying to figure out other ways to work with her. And I also coach a track team as well and how to work with those kids. So th those are kind of the three right now, but that science of running, I definitely recommend uh, by Steve Magnus. And he actually, I met him at the game conference too had the book before and then just hearing him speak and where he was coming from uh, for, for one of the first times it was a distance guy to listen to, you know, some of these distance guys are not no offense. They're not really intriguing, you know, because they're really talking about 10 K's and marathons and it's really not our, our wheelhouse, but uh, he really broke it down to a real simple level again uh, and really got us to understand how to work with cross country guys. And, you know, we have a lot of kids who are getting like that and it's, and it's challenging when you have 30 yards to work with, how do you work with a cross country kid? So um, I've enjoyed that book a lot and uh, still trying to make sure I understand it. Um, and the other one's Franz Bosch. I've been doing a lot of research on him. Um, he, his stuff is so good, but it's not easy to understand. So I've been still kind of working through some of his stuff as well. Go back, everyone listening, go back about 90 seconds, write all of those down. Uh, because those are some of the best continuing education uh, resources. It's funny I ask, you know, how Steve deciphers through some of the bullshit resources out there. Um, this guy has definitely vetted all of these people. 
Um, you know, we talk about the guy who's literally responsible for the content that gets pumped out to the hundred plus Parisi locations throughout the country. Um, those, that's the top right there. Altus, Burn Gambetta, uh, Game Network, check them out. Um, and my last thing, the third thing, Steve Leo, this is going to be, this is a, this is a personal question, um, non-sports related per se, but as a dad, two daughters, lovely daughters, my girls, um, let me know if they need maple syrup. Um, we had some today. We have pancakes today. Ooh, what is it like? Um, and, and this might be just kind of full circle for you. You alluded to being an athlete, like wrestling since you were a young kid. Well, how is sports different today than it was when you were an athlete? And how does that affect you as a parent slash coach on the sidelines? Yeah, that's, it's a big thing. Um, you know, I was an athlete all my life. I did football, wrestling, baseball, soccer, my whole life all through high school. And now the biggest difference is kids obviously are starting sports way earlier. Um, they're getting on traveling and club teams a lot earlier. The expectations are so much higher. Um, it's challenging for me as a dad, you know, cause I'm in this industry and I've always walked the line of, okay, I want to get my kids involved and I want them to do things, but I also don't want to push them. Um, you know, and, and they're not huge sports people. I'll, I'll fully admit that, you know, my older one, like sports a little more my younger one not yet she's an academic she's great she can read and write and you know that's her thing and sports may not be for her so there's a lot of pressure though around it um and I just feel unfortunately too because of the way it's getting so competitive which I guess is a benefit for some kids but not for some others I think too many of these coaches they're they focus on winning obviously and, and I'm a competitive guy I want to win too I mean I get mad at Monopoly if I don't win you know but when it comes to development of kids, I feel that winning blinds them to the development or the success of the kid. I feel like that becomes such a main focus, especially at 9, 10, 11 years old. I've seen it with my own daughter. You know, she's been on a little bit of a, a club and travel thing for you know, a couple months. And, uh, and to be honest, it has, has been a bad experience. I, I've, I've not been happy about it. I feel like it's been more focused on – and the coach said it to me. The coach says, oh, we're trying to win games. And I'm like, well, great, they're 11. I mean, I don't really see how that's helping the 11 year old. Um, and, you know, she needs a little bit of help. She needs some work. And I see that with tons of kids that come into me. And I've always heard the stories from parents. They've always kind of, you know how it is. They'll, they'll confide on you and tell you. And now that I'm seeing it uh, right in front of me, it's definitely challenging, especially what I do for a living, because I want to approach coaches and talk to them and, and say I can help. But at the same respect, I'm a dad. So I have to play both roles but I do think the coaching to me unfortunately uh, I think a lot of guys try I think a lot of guys are really nice and they volunteer their time but I think a lot of them to be honest with you just want to win a trophy and brag to their buddies that they you know the 10 year old AAU team won a trophy and at the end of the day I think it means nothing I think it's the most useless thing in the world I think what a kid remembers is the experience they had and this is what I say and you know I say this all the time you know if you're a coach uh, remember all the coaches you had. And I bet you there's only three or four that you really remember that made an impact out of the 10 or 15 or 20 that you might've had in your life. And you know, which coach do you want to be? And I always want to be the coach that's remembered that that guy cared. And I've already seen it with my own kids that some of these coaches don't care about my kid. They care more about winning. And, you know, I, I think that's going to, uh, that's going to come full circle at some point. And some of these kids are being hurt by it. I'm not a fan of it. So I'm definitely barking a little more when it comes to it, but it's been, it's been challenging to, to see it, you know, especially as a dad on the sidelines, you know, when your kid gets, you know, sits the entire second half of a game, comes home crying. That's, that's been a little rough to, uh, to talk with, but 
it's from the same respect. It's a great learning experience. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, Hey, failure is part of life and you got to learn to deal with it. And, uh, I just wish more coaches would take a step back and say, you know, why are we doing this? You know, if I ask a coach, like I coach a track team, we have 12, 13 coaches on the team. And I, and I said all the time, why are you here? You know, you're here just to win or just to make kids good, or you're here to make an impact on kids. And if you're not doing the last thing on that list, trying to make an impact on them, I don't know how much of an impact you're going to have because you're going to be too focused on the good kids, you know, which that's what a lot of coaches do. They ride the wave of the kids who have already developed. And, you know, you get freaks. Kids just develop quickly. And, you know, I, one of the best lines I heard, I forget where I heard it not too long ago, is, you know, coaches should be judged on the progress of their weakest athlete. You know, if you think about that every single day when you coach, I think you'll do a great job coaching. You know, anybody can coach a great athlete. You know, like when I worked with guys in the Jets and Giants in the past, people were like, wow, that's great. I'm like, guys, it's the pro athlete. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah. I tell them to do one thing. That's exactly it. Don't hurt them. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot harder to work with 11, 12 year old that doesn't know what they're doing yet. But you know what though? I get more excited, more jacked up when I work with those kids. Cause you know what? Just give that kid a chance. If I can make a kid who was a freshman slash JV player, become a, a varsity player or make their club team, that's going to be a big impact for that kid. And hopefully kind of, you know, gets the wheels rolling for him or her and, and, and puts them on a good path. Man, if, if anyone listening to this is looking to jump into the youth market or is a coach in the youth market, just stop where it is right now. Go back to the beginning, push play again, and just re-listen to everything Steve just said. Because, man, if you guys notice just kind of how everything he's talked about with his attitude from 20 years ago to his perspective on coaching kids now to as a parent on the sidelines, a guy who has to decipher all the parents who come into his building, all oh, those kids, his own kids, and all the coaches of the teams that he works for and watches, like, I mean, guys, oof, like, that's, that's, like, the most invaluable, you know, opinion and resources that you guys can listen to. And I'm, I'm super pumped, Steve, that you took the time to jump on this call on a Friday afternoon and um, make, just make some time. Make some time. I appreciate it. Um, how do I find more Steve Leo? Give me the IG handle. You know what IG is? Instagram. I just learned okay, that. I that. I'm nice, getting... <laughs> nice. It's the IG handle. I have, uh, it's Coach Steve Leo at uh, Instagram. So I have my own Instagram page. I just started about a month ago. You inspired me to do that. So it's Coach Steve Leo. It's going to grind. Put some stuff on there. Then obviously I have my own, uh, own location, preseaschool.com slash Sparta. You know, we get a lot of stuff on there and our social media handles are on there as well. And uh, my email address is sleo at preseaspeednj.com. Awesome. email me you know i will get back to you in case you know sometimes it takes a few days but i will always get back to you um and honestly if i can just help people be better coaches then i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing that that's really you know i worry am i doing the right thing in life and other times i'm like you know i am doing the right thing because if i can have, a, have an impact on coaches and kids then I'm, I'm doing the right thing well you've definitely been an unreal resource and friend and mentor to me um, I think I told you this, man, like what, three years ago, we first had our new town, new town, Pennsylvania experience. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, not too many people have shown me what's right to do in this industry. And, and you've been the first one to do that for me. And there's plenty of people that'll show you how to do everything wrong and just fuck everything up. But there's not too many resources and people that you can really trust to show you the right thing. And you're definitely, definitely been that guy for me. And I was super happy we were able to do this. Um, Steve Leo, this will not be the first or the last, well, I guess it's, not, it's the first, but it won't be the last conversation yeah. we have. Um, thanks, man. I really appreciate you getting on. I appreciate it. And best of luck with the show. Um, it's going to take off, I can tell. Hype. Thanks, man. Hype. Yeah.
Alright guys, 